Hello everyone, this is your Fungin Master David Hallman. Before the episode gets rolling, I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the Enchanted Manor Meadery. The Enchanted Manor Meadery is the official meadery of the Texas Renaissance Festival and actually one of the first places in the alcohol industry that I work. They make very good mead with a variety of flavors ranging from traditional to Earl Grey. When everything goes back to normal and you can finally sit down with all your friends and family and play Dungeons and Dragons again. I think this is one of the best things that you can bring to the table to celebrate together with. And if you would like to buy some mead from them, you can go to mead.today and use offer code POD10 and that'll give you 10% off your order. So I got into this because of Gond, the god of my family. And it's true, I may have strayed a little from the clerical path, but he's still the reason for a lot of what I do. And as a result, I've kind of gotten really into mechanical automatons, trinkets, tinkerlings, just, just various little things that you can build and watch go whirr. It's become a big part of who I am. Well, <laughs> right now it's not a huge part of who I am, but maybe someday. Someday. Best from afar. And far from the best. But it's better than good. Is good better quest. Welcome back to Good Better Quest. I am, of course, your Fungin Master, David Hallman. And with me, as always, are my friends. And we're going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons for, I guess, your entertainment. Um, Art thou entertained? <laughs> Art thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Are you, are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Um, that's, that's such a good episode. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so previously on Dragon Ball Z, everything terrible happened. Everything was sad and terrible. It was everything a sad was episode. awful. It was the sad time. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was the sad time. You don't know it yet, but that's out. the title of the episode. Yeah, that was. It was the sad. <laughs> it times. was the sad times. And this one will be called not the sad times. <laughs> we found out that Moth manipulated Nedrag into killing a whole bunch of students uh, using a staff called Lalt's Leg and the Broken Heart of Toril or the Heart of Toril. And yeah, like that's really that's the biggest chunk of that one was was just all all the turmoil that came from that. You already got some help from Professor Avilo with his uh, blunderbuss to etch in his family's name and he tried to talk to Nedrag about everything that happened and Nedrag just about threatened him. Durak and Cash had a conversation about you know, what what's gonna happen? You know, what what's gonna go down with Moth and everything? It's just, everything was very intense. And I don't Honestly, it's not something that can be easily recapped, and if you've missed that episode, I would say definitely go back and listen to it. <laughs> if you're starting because here, what are you doing? <laughs> if you're starting here, what the fuck? You're gonna be real confused. I hope you're at least familiar with 
Durak will kill everyone but Moth, Cash, or Yardy. That's really all you need to know. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Wait, and Siggy. I mean, obviously Siggy. I forget because she's... Ugh. It's so easy to forget about Siggy. It sucks because she's just like a it's little not. invisible like a she's, little person. She's my little tinker girl, though, Doug. You can't forget about Siggy. She's my good little tinker girl. If you're just starting here, Cash is the most handsome character in this game. Obviously. He is, he is the obviously. most handsome. Blindingly. And he's, and he's a fucking teenager... He's, he's young, he's, it he's turns just, out. He's just, he's just a fucking <laughs> he's he's just, uh, he's child. A, hey, Nolan, right. Nolan, just because we're both drinking whiskey, here's to you, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kate, just because we're fucking hydrating Pregnant? before we dehydrate, uh, yeah. Water. This, this wonderful audio we're getting with us drinking. Ah, that ice cold... <laughs> Oh, the mouth noises. Mm. <laughs> Refreshing. That's the ice cold flavor of Brita. Now, if you use a Brita filter at home, mm. brought to you use by Brita water. It's never been easy. We're here. We're good. here to tell you about the new water water filter delivering system. Fucking use, use the code GBQ15. So much of this now, is going to have to be cut. Get 15% off your first Brita water filter that you could have bought at the store, but instead they're going to ship it to you quarterly. <laughs> Honestly, that's a really great idea. TM, 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 TM. TM, 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 TM. The GBQ quarterly water filter. <laughs> Brought to you by Good Better Quest. From our, from our factory, direct to you. all right and i think that's a good place to start we'll deliver it right to your yardie (laughs) send send us some cash cash. oh my god right to you it's called gbq good better quench that first (laughs) put it in your mouth Oh my god. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and that's the show! So, it's been a couple days since the horrifying realization of everything terrible. I would say you guys are, are probably waking up in your dorm. Durak, you awaken to Siggy just sitting. <laughs> Not even a foot away from your face. Like, your noses are almost touching. And she's looking at you, just waiting for you to open your eyes. Derek opens his eyes and says, Hey, Six. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I got a present for you. <laughs> Derek says, uh, oh, okay. She holds up those two hand axes you gave her. Oh, boy. Derek sits up real fast. And you see, like, etched into the side are, like, some glyphs and, and you know, some, some other runic uh, symbols. Actually, hold on. Let me make sure of this uh, on D&D Beyond because it's never easier. Um, never, never. Because this is an actual artificer thing uh, and not something I'm making. So up. I have to change my character sheet is what you're telling me. No, no, no. no. I, like, you, I mean, you can make a note if you want. I was just going to say, like, because in the past, I would have had to do that by hand, like with a pen and paper. But now, yeah. I could do it on D&D now Beyond. You can do it. And I can't no, recall the time. It's so hard. Previously, it was hard. It was previously difficult. <laughs> previously on Dragon Ball Z, it was difficult to keep track of my nose. Okay. She hands to you and, and she says, Okay, so I couldn't do it exactly like Sharif did. It, it was amazing how, how they did it, but these will return to you after you throw them. And they've they've hit their target. They'll return to you. I don't know how else to say it. Sharith's, they could. Sharith made them so that you could get them to return to you at the snap of your finger. So like it could be any time. But like as soon as these hit something, they're back in your hand. Direct points to the uh, to the to the door to their dorm. Just just so easy. Just like so lightly. Just like a little flick of his wrist. Tosses one of them across the room toward the door. Because, uh, come on, guys. If he did it for real, it would be so messed up. It would, you, 
someone would have to come change the door. I, I actually really love the idea that maybe there are already axe marks in the door from him <laughs> like practicing this. It's a thick door. They've replaced it twice now. I, okay, I okay, like the right and Yardy, like, okay. Yardy tosses a knife at the door and Durek throws his knives and we just do like target practice. We've, oh, we've lost our security it. deposit. I love I mean, it. We yeah. definitely... So there's like this like, little a... side scene where it's just like Durek and Yardy like sitting on the wall across the room from the door just like yeah. tossing their shit at the door <laughs> I, like think. I imagine that Yardy tries to one up him and like throw a knife with his tail <laughs> and then like Durak turns into a bear and like does it blindfolded and then Yuri <laughs> just goes back and forth with them trying to one up each other and eventually though Durak sits down and he's just like you just gotta hit the door <laughs> <laughs> you, you throw it at the door and it hits it it embeds it into the door, and then right after it embeds itself into the door, it's back in your hand. Oh! And Durek, Durek looks at Siggy, and he just, like, I, he doesn't have words for this. Like, he's just, like, he's looking at Siggy, and he sh- sort of shakes his head. Like, I don't even know what to say. And he goes, Siggs, that was, that was real nice. And he straps him into his belt. And um, and he wa- he walks outside of the dorm room. And he walks outside. <laughs> so just just for your knowledge, these are also now magical weapons. Mm-hmm. So if you hit something mm-hmm. uh, with them, it will ignore uh, resistances. Oh boy! Yeah, because you're you're so fucking hell bent on. Throwing axes when you're a melee guy, but it's hey, cool. look, man. Like I just feel like Durak is a, is an axe throwing sort of guy. You know, he's just like, uh, well, I'm real good at swinging this thing. I may as well try something different. We got yeah. us a regular Wolfgar over here, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Durak walked out. I mean, it, of course, it's breakfast time. If anybody would like to head to the dining hall, but no one has to. Direct eating fruit loose from a punch bowl. Of course. Are the woods still closed? I mean, has has the situation escalated at all in the, the past couple of days? Front is still in the infirmary and he appears to just, just be knocked out. But the woods are still closed and very intensely closed at that. When Yardi thinks of his heartstrings, are there any new black heartstrings? No. Okay. Yardi would like to... I think he's been quiet the last couple of days. He is not one to not tell everybody his business. He overshares. He, he always yeah. wants to talk. He always wants to greet people. And my I think, butthole is itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to take my pants off, but I've been told that is not appropriate, so they will yeah. stay on for now. <laughs> He's been unusually quiet the last couple of days, and I think today when he wakes up, he, he puts his pants on, and he, <laughs> he, um, he, he becomes appropriate, and he goes over to Cash. I think Cash is probably still sleeping. He already sits down and he just puts his hand on Cash's belly and he starts making biscuits on him <laughs> and just starts purring and he waits for Cash to wake up and he goes good morning sunshine I uh, <laughs> I would like to take you to breakfast if if you would join me today Cash has been like depression napping for the last like two or three days and it's just like cr- crusty. There's like a Cheeto in his hair. You know, I mean, we've all been he, there. And <laughs> he has stopped shaving. So now he's got like granny patches. Ugh. He's got like four fortune hairs. Cause, yeah. you know, Cause I'm so young and just yeah. <laughs> full of vibrancy. <laughs> he's so young. I forgot. <laughs> So Cash, like, kind of just cracks his eyes open and is like, fine, okay, fine, whatever. It's probably the first time he's gotten, like, out of bed in a couple days. Seeing the state that Cash has also been in, Yardy just grabs, like, a a plush bathrobe and puts (laughs) it around Cash, like, 
No worries. You know that I don't care about clothes, and today they don't matter. So breakfast it is. It's like a big plush, like cheetah print robe. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Just so, it's like a so slanket luscious. Or a snuggie. <laughs> just so thick. Ah. A snuggie. Yardy guides Cash to where Durek is eating his Fruit Loops. Did Siggy come along, David? Yeah. Siggy, Siggy came along, and actually, sorry, I meant to say this. She she goes over to Cash, because she has also noticed Cash is very, very down. And she says, um, So this is more of a gift for everyone, but I, I thought you might like to be the one to hold it. And she hands it to you, and she says, Reach the bottom of that bag. Well, that's not a very threatening... Terrifying. Just, just, just do it. Reach, get, get to the bottom of the bag. Okay. Okay, okay, fine. And so Cash, like, very gingerly reaches his hand into the bottom of the bag and is like, knowing Siggy, it could be, if it's a tongue for Cherry, he is out. <laughs> <laughs> if it is any piece part of Cherry, he's out. <laughs> it's like a Zoids bag. For cherry, it's just got a bunch yeah. of other parts you can modulate on. <laughs> as as you reach into this bag, it's a little bit cold, and you feel like you don't feel the sides of the bag when your arm is in there, and it goes all the way up to your shoulder, and like you you have not touched the bottom of it. And uh, she says, "That's a bag of holding." <laughs> Cash pulls it open more and just sticks his face in it. No, 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 no. She starts, she starts pulling it away. She says, no, 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 no. You can only survive a minute in there. I like it, it, There's no air. There's no air in there. Don't put anything living. She looks at Yardy. Don't put anything living in here. <laughs> Yardy's come back with just the biggest cup of coffee that he could get in the cafeteria. And he just slides it in front of Cash and takes the bag away and goes, <laughs> no living things. Okay, I, I, I understand. All right. Uh, buddy, can I get you breakfast? Uh, anything that you'd like, I can, I can get it made. Just real, real, real quick. Uh, there, was a, there was a moment night before last where uh, Durek and Yardi were sitting over a pint of ale. Durek, in all of his frustration at everything that was happening and not being able to quite figure it out, just sort of looked across the table drunkenly at Yardy and goes, Look, tell you what, you figure out what's going on here. Then I'll follow you wherever you're going. And that has been Durek's attitude since then, is he has just been like, he's been eating, exercising, and sleeping. And saying hello to his roommates when they're in the room. Eating, exercising, and sleeping. Because he knows some shit's gonna go down. And he's just waiting for Yardy to give him the signal. I, I would like to think during their their pint drinking, Yardy, when Durek says this to Yardy, Yardy looks at him and punches him square in the jaw. Oh, damn. And Dur Durek just takes it, and Yardy grabs him again and looks at him and goes... I love you. Hit, hit me back. I love you. And they, they do some like real dude bro, just like fighting each other and they slump down and, and Yardy just like, I'll follow you wherever you go. But I swear to God, don't ever let anyone hurt Cash. It's just, he's just, he's so important to me. I just, I can't stand it. I just, and he cries a little bit, and then he, mm -hmm. he, he falls asleep on, on Durak. Durak finishes Yardy's drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I imagine he's petting him on the head. Of course, because Durak loves petting, loves petting a little puppy play or kitty kitty cat. You know what I mean? Like, it's an yeah. important thing. He likes this. This uh, this morning, after after he asks uh, Cash if he can get him any breakfast, Yardy just comes over with a refill for Durax Fruit Loops and just just pours oh, it in. Oh man, that is awesome! And gives him an elbow and winks at him, and then uh, runs over to the buffet to grab Cash's breakfast. Oh god, that's awesome! I love it. And Durax just like there where he normally stands near the door is just enjoying that second helping of Fruit Loops. 
I imagine that Yardi has brought over Cash one of those breakfast burritos with the foil around it because Cash yes. has been making so many foil trophies. And, and today, <laughs> but today, Cash just very neatly like folds it in half, folds it in half, folds it in half, and then just like looks at it and then looks at Yardi, and Yardi's probably making a face just like that, just like, buddy, you gonna. <laughs> You gonna you gonna make something and just tucks <laughs> what you gonna it, make with that and just kind of tucks it into his shirt pocket like, <laughs> maybe later. Yardy, Yardy takes out his his uh, mirror that Jim gave him, and he puts it directly in front of Cash's face, and he stands behind him and just goes, "Look at that. <laughs> you can sculpt that later. I understand. It takes some time. Just get the materials you need, and and we can make that beautiful face when you need." To. Cash upon seeing himself in this mirror, <laughs> crusty as all get out, is like, oh, oh, God. It's kind of like when you are coming out of that spiral moment, you're like, I need a shower. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, this is the state I've been in. <laughs> that was me I've been Siggy. smelling. Oh. Siggy <laughs> walks over to, to Yardi and Durak and, and just uh, places her, her hands on their shoulders and says, Trying too hard, guys. Trying, <laughs> trying too hard. Just, just, come, just fucking chill. <laughs> Yardy takes the hint. Yeah, she goes to grab herself something to eat as well. After a bit of time, you hear a little bit of a bustle, and uh, you see some people rushing outside. Yeah, you just you see people leaving the dining hall very quickly. Durak is just like in the flow of leaving with them. Like he's just out with them. Somebody somebody give me an insight check real quick actually. I will not give one because Cash is n- Cash is too busy looking in the mirror at how horrible he looks right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a 17. Holy shit, dude. It's time for midterms. What the shit? Fuck. 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 It's y- midterm time. Yardy turns back to all of team NASCAR and and is it, he's freaking out a little bit. He he leans over and he he huddles the team and goes, "Guys, uh uh Have you studied? I haven't studied this entire semester. I don't I kind of forgot about it. Uh we need to get prepared. This is serious." Just, just it's it's the it's the 2020 of fantasy years. It's just <laughs> holy shit, just, the time has flown. It's been the same day every day until it's not. Yeah. As you guys realize this, and the dining hall is now empty, uh, Professor Baltana actually comes up to you guys and she says, You won't need to be grabbing an assignment. You have actually been given one special. Which is unfortunate because Durak followed everybody out and has a red card in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Durak <laughs> comes back and, Y'all guys, I got it. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly what happens. Durak walks back and he's like, Hey guys, I got us a red card. Ra- Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maria grabs it and tears it down. <laughs> that person's not getting helped by anybody. It could no. have been really important. Like they're gonna be like they're gonna be like water in, at risk or something. Yeah, no, it's 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 just fucking like save my entire village. Everyone is dying. Please help. <laughs> we don't know. There's a lich and a dragon and a and dragon a, and, a, and a lich dragon and a draco lich. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> someone. Please come and save us from this. And it just just torn in half. No, fuck that place. She guides you guys to another room. She actually guides you guys to the dungeoneering lab where you see Professor Silrune Stormwind, the half-drow. She's waiting outside the door, and she says, All right, so this is a little different. You guys, (sighs) we're giving this test to a few teams, but we wanted to give it to you first. And depending on how it goes the quest giver may or may not choose you. And she she says, we need you to find the Warforged in this room. And Siggy goes, a Warforged? And uh, Professor Storm when goes, 
Yeah, Warforged is basically like a person, but it's made of metal and magic and wood, and it's not actually a person, but it it acts like a person. It's like an automaton, almost. And Ziggy goes, so it's like a robot. So so it's so it's like a robot. So it's like a robot. And Silverman says, "Shut up." Yes. And she says, "We need you to find the robot in here." That's all. There's it's not. There's nothing bad. It's just it's in there. And she opens the door. Yardy wants to cast guidance on Siggy. Okay. That's a D4, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And he wants to lean down a little bit. And he leans into her ear and he goes, Do your thing, little one. (laughs) She cracks her neck (laughs) and cracks her knuckles and just like moves her robot arm in a whole bunch of different ways that just make more cracks. And she says, Oh, it's not supposed to do that. Fuck. (laughs) No. (laughs) So the door opens and... In front of you guys is a scene, almost. It's like you're walking into a saloon. At the bar is a drow in a vest. Everyone in here seems to be wearing, like, Wild West gear, if I had to give a description just for us to understand. Yardy saunters in. Yeah. There's drow and durgar, which are, like, underdark dwarves, essentially. There's some Durgar playing cards at a table. There's a couple of drow sitting at the bar. There's one uh, mysterious cloaked figure hanging out in a um, corner playing with a knife. Durak, in his, I mean, supreme survival skills, I'd like to just, like, look around the room and find out what thing ain't living. Give me a survival check with disadvantage. Alright, survival with disadvantage. Okay. 17 and 19, so 17. It's very hard. You can't tell. Everything, like you're looking, you are looking for telltale signs to you. Everybody looks like they're breathing. People's nostrils are flaring. People's eyes are moving. You see veins in their eyes. Like you are looking intensely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like detect animal thoughts. People are animals. No, fucking no. That's a specific spell. God damn it. Detect thoughts. <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, look, man, I'm just, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just, whatever. Yardy's going to cast Detect Magic because he wants to see if this is all an illusion. You cast Detect Magic. There is a lot of magic at play here. This scene is real. Mm-hmm. And all the people, all of them have magic. And you, you can't get so a... There's not, like, one projection giving off an illusion. Like, I couldn't use this to pinpoint no, one thing. No, there's, there's individual, like, magics, but it's not blinding like this whole thing is an illusion. Okay. I will... Give me a perception check. Uh, that is going to be a 23. One thing you do notice is the cloaked figure in the corner whereas everyone else seems to be glowing magic. The cloaked figure is only glowing magic with the cloak. Yardy's gonna go over to the cloaked figure and he's just gonna lean up against the wall next to him. He's not gonna say anything yet. Durak follows like right at his heels. Siggy goes over to play cards with the Durgar. He says it was a saloon, right? Yeah. So there's a bar. Yep. Cash walks over to the bar. All right. Hey, uh, give me the biggest, tallest, whatever you've got. The strongest. I don't care if it's out of the barrel in the back. Whatever you've got. And just sits at the, just sits at the bar and is just, like, rubbing his temples. Like, so not in the mood for this. He's <laughs> like, you know what? We're at a tavern. You're at a saloon. Let's take advantage of it. The barkeep turns around grabs uh, a bottle off the uh, off the shelf and uh, pours it into a dirty glass. Mm. It is a purple clear liquid. He says, this is Zirkwood whiskey. 
It's uh, aged in a Zerkwood cask. First one's on me. You look like you're having a rough time, kid. Because he's young. Because <laughs> I'm so young. Because he's so I... young. Fuck. <laughs> He's like, can I see some ID, sir? Um, no, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> In fact, after he pours it, after he pours it, he says, wait, he puts his hand over the glass. Wait, are you a cop? You got to tell me if you're a cop. Legally, you got to tell me if you're a cop. You, legally, you gotta co- you, legally, you got to tell me. <laughs> Cash just like takes it. Um, yeah. So Cash, you know, nods at the, at the bartender and swivels around in the chair and is, is looking around and is seeing his whole team of just go to this person in a cloak in the corner. Yeah. Ziggy's, and then Ziggy's just playing cards. Ziggy's just dwar- raking in money. She's not even actually playing. She's just watching them play and they're very clearly uncomfortable. <laughs> um, is there anyone other than the person in the cloak? I know you already found them through magic means. Is there anyone just who stands out to cash. I mean, like, I grew up in a tavern. I kind of know what kind of people are regulars, you know, the normal type that hang out. Is there anyone who's, like, sticking out to me? Give me a perception check. With advantage. Actually, yeah, I'll give you that. This is this is your terrain. Alright, so that was, a. Uh... Alright, first one's 21. Let's just see. Nah, 21. So, you're looking around and honestly... This place is weirdly stereotypical. Ooh. This is this is strangely stereotypical in tavern bullshit. There's the guys playing cards. There's some people just sitting, drinking, and talking. There's a piano player. There's the only thing that seems kind of weird is the stranger in the corner. But as someone who grew up in a tavern. The only thing that's weird about it is it's very clear the person in the corner is trying too hard. <laughs> like he's like <laughs> super dark cloak, edgy. Yeah. Cash takes a cash. T- how much did the bartender pour in this glass? I mean, is it like a? It's a, it, it's like two ounces. It's a it's a shot. All right, Cash shoots it back and, and puts the glass on the table. Give me a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> I love where this is going. All right, Constitution's not my strong point. I is is not high. I cannot be put to sleep. I will say that oh, yeah. right now. Sure. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> <laughs> you put this in your mouth, and it's hot, but also. Like, like you, you know, you get the burning of, yeah. like, whiskey, but it also tastes at the same time, like, bad fruit and dirty mushrooms. And I, I think, like, you take you take the shot and then Ugh. immediately spit it back into the glass and the, the bartender says, yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> I'm never going to move this shit. God, did you make that? Ugh. I did. I'm a home brewer, all right? I tried distilling it myself. And what, in the uh, toilet? I uh, Listen, where I... Just go. And he, like, he pours it into a spittoon on the counter, and he, he just wipes the inside of it and puts the glass right back on the shelf. God, you might be better off just serving what's in the spittoon. Ugh! Yardy leans over to the cloaked figure, and he says, Do you see that handsome bard over there? <laughs> His palate is so refined, he can't drink the swill that they serve in this bar. He says, uh, he's, he's still playing with this blade, and he says... Of course he is. Yeah. My name's Brit. What you want? How come you talk so funny? You know, to me, to me, you talk kind of funny. Damn it, hold on. No, that's British. What do you, what do you want? Yardy is going to sn- try and snatch the knife out of the air. Damn. You said he was he was tossing it. Yardy wants to grab it by the hilt midair. Honestly, I'll just give it to you. And he says, It's not very nice of you. It's it's my knife. It's my it's my knife. Can I have it? Can I have it back? It sounds like a fair argument to Durak. <laughs> <laughs> Yardy throws it up and grabs it and like weighs it on the back of his hand and he goes, Hmm. 
Seems a couple grams heavy on the blade, but it's very nice. It's well balanced. And he spins it around and hands it back to him. Give give me a, a real quick perception check. 16. It's a fucking rubber knife. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you already... Pushes it against his other palm and bends it and just goes, I like it very much. It seems uh, useful in certain situations. <laughs> Derek uh, is just oh. looking at wonder at Yardy right now. Like, he just bent that knife. Yardy tries to do like a, a five finger fillet. Yeah, he, stab, he essentially tries to stab him in the hand with the fake knife. Says, Stop it. It's not, it's not all right. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm practicing. I gotta practice. Gotta practice with the knife. You know, you gotta practice with the little one before you get into the big one. What do you want? <laughs> Yardy, Yardy has no idea what to say in response to that. He's tried, he's grabbed the knife out of the air and tried to stab him with it. And the man has given him no response. And he just goes, uh... I'm not sure. And he walks over to Cash and goes, I'm very confused by this situation. You seem much more comfortable here. Um, have you picked anything up? I, I, I am unsure of what we're looking for at this point. There's, there's a lot of magic, but there's no one pinpoint for it, and Siggy is apparently hustling people at cards. I uh, don't know what's happening anymore. You, you actually do. You see Siggy has, has dealt into a hand. Uh, and you, uh, you can very clearly see that she is cheating with Cherry. <laughs> Cherry's just winking at her from the other side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> What's Durek doing? Yeah, yeah, meanwhile, um, when Yardy walks away, Durek just slips on the, into the other side of the booth and, um, leans over towards the person and, um, says, um, Hey, are you robot? No. No. All right. And Durang stands up and he goes back over to Yardy and Cash. The bartender, like you, you walk up to the bar and the bartender says, now you look like a man who knows what's good. No, no, he doesn't. No. He pours, he pours it in the same glass Cash just drank from. Cash. He hands it to you. He says, here, on the house. Oh, Durang, if you... Cash slides it down to Durak. <laughs> <laughs> Durak, without any hesitation, just like grabs it mid-slide across the bar and knocks it back. What what give, kind of check do I need to give you? Constitution. Oh yeah. Constitution good. saving throw. That's gonna be hard. Alright, hold up. Cash leans right. forward to the bartender and says, if there's anyone who can take that swill, it is that gentleman right down there. Uh, I did. I rolled a nine. <laughs> um, I, I think Direct, you put this in your mouth, and listen, you've put a lot of things in your mouth. You have, you have <laughs> eaten and drank so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this, this it's special is the most disgusting thing you have ever tasted. It's like. It's like there's a party in your mouth and everyone's throwing up. It's like oh. licking Shrek's taint. Oh. It, it's, yeah, it's Derek, Derek disgusting. spits it out and leans across the bar. The bartender goes, are you a robot? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't, I don't really know how to answer that one. I, I don't. Did you not like my whiskey? <laughs> your whiskey's trash. Are you a robot? I'm. Fucking, I'm Gerald. I work here at this saloon. I'm a nice guy. No, I'm not a robot. Listen, Gerald. Gerald. I don't even know what the fuck a robot is. Listen, Gerald. 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you, okay, pal? This is the worst shit I've ever put in my mouth. And I, <laughs> listen. And my mom owns a tavern, and she is not. Listen, she has not oh, always. Oh, everybody's made... mom owns a tavern. No, but this is, you know. I'm going to help you out here today. Cash grabs two gold coins out of his pocket and puts them on the bar top, hops over the bar, and he says, Move, Gerald. And Cash yells out to the whole bar, 
Everyone, free round on me, on the house right now. Who can get to the bar fastest? And Cash just starts pouring beers as fast as he can for everyone in the tavern. Leans across the bar to Yardy and Direct. Whoever doesn't come up to the bar is the robot, okay? Humans can't resist this. Drugs, <laughs> elves, drows, I don't care what you are. You're not going to resist a free drink. But if you're a robot, just saying. Durak spins around on the stool so he can see the whole room, but he definitely has two beers in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald steps aside and lets, lets Cash do this. At the announcement of free beer, everybody gets up. Stranger in the corner gets up, but he's still trying to be mysterious. But everybody comes up to the bar. And every everybody is is drinking this beer, and and the Durgar that were playing cards begin to to sing songs. Bartender looks at you know all this, and he says, "All right, all right, no, fuck this. I got an idea." And he's uh, he takes the shot glasses. And he lays them out on the bar and he empties that whole bottle pouring shots for everybody. And he says, try this. Tell me how this is. It's delicious. It's great. I made it myself. I distilled it. Everybody have this. Durak takes and, another uh, shot just because like maybe this was better than the last one. Yardy, no, it's still Yardy this, follows it's, suit. Yardy watches Durak do it and grabs. Gra- he grabs one with his hand and he grabs one with his tail. And he tries I'm gonna need to a take nine, one I'm going to need a 19 constitution on that. Did you make... Do you roll the 19? yeah. Okay. And I rolled a 12. Um, okay. Yardy, you spit it out again. <laughs> Just like Cash. Durak, this this shit is still disgusting, but you managed to swallow right it. Right on, right on. Hey, this one wasn't so bad. Everybody else takes the shot. They all seem to keep it down, except for the cloaked figure. And the barkeep says, See? It's not that bad. Drag looks around and goes, hey, maybe they're all robots. And he doesn't know where that came from, but it seems right. The lights come on in this room. There's an elven man with parts on him like Siggy with with robotic parts. And he's clapping. And he says, I didn't think anybody would figure that out. And he says, you can get out of here, Brett. And the the <laughs> the mysterious figure says, "Did I get the part?" He says, "No, <laughs> leave." <laughs> and he he takes off the cloak and folds it, and he says, "Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me. I hope if you have any other roles, you will consider me in the future." He said, "Get um, out, Brett." <laughs> <laughs> Brett is wounded. (laughs) He leaves. (laughs) Brett leaves with his his tail between his legs, for sure. The elven man steps down, and you see uh, Silrun and Madia and a a human female standing next to uh, the elven man, who is uh, furiously taking notes. And... Silrun says, see, I told you they get it. I told you they get it immediately. Durek is more confused and... now than he's been like since they walked in. <laughs> the elven man says, allow me to introduce myself. I'm sorry. I am Tilstreo Palin. I am the founder of a little place called the Upper Dark. And... I need some help out there with uh, some of my creations. I need someone on the inside who's not on my payroll normally. Are you saying we're not going to get paid? No, you'll get paid. Okay. You'll get paid. You're just not on my staff, and I don't think you will be attempting to overthrow me or take over my company in a hostile takeover. And he, he looks at the woman next to her he's like right Isra and she says yes no we 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 need someone neutral and he says that seems like you guys and he snaps his fingers with his uh his his metal hand 
and you see a shimmer on all of these people still in the room, who have frozen, by the way, when the lights went up, and they are metallic and wooden, and they have runes etched in them, and that's why everyone was glowing, except for the mysterious figure, who only his cloak was magic. Our Warforged a well-known race in your existence? No, they are not. What I want to get out of this is, does Yardy, would Yardy know if these are robots or if these are people? I think he would see them as robots. That's the way he's, that's the way Tilstray is framing them. And I, I, I think, you know, in this narrative, he's saying that they're robots. Like, they're, they're constructs, and they seem to be just following his orders and such. So Tilstray walks down and he says, Should you choose to accept this job, you will be outfitted with whatever, you know, equipment you might want to live out your, you know, underdark fantasy. And you will just be asked to follow some of my creations. And try and figure out why some of them keep and he pauses and Isra speaks up and she says malfunctioning why some of them are acting out of character Tilstray says yes yes of course he he looks at you guys you guys see fucking Siggy just just salivating looking at these robots Looking at these Warforged, she's running her fingers over the runes, and she just very quietly, Oh, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Yardy's going to try and get everybody into a huddle and get get Siggy over. He leans down. Siggy's just barely paying attention. (laughs) Yardy goes, "I, I, I don't know. I mean, this feels kind of small beans- Compared to the conversation we had a couple of days ago, do you, any sort of knowledge we could gain would be good. I, I understand that, but I feel like this might not be helping us towards our end goal. Uh, do you guys think we should take this? Cash is polishing a glass still. <laughs> he just has like a bar towel, like over, one over his shoulder, and is just like polishing a glass. Listen, Yardy. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I'll be frank here. A lot of, lot of shit on my shoulders right now. Uh, a lot of heavy stuff going on up in the old noggin. And uh, this seems, <laughs> to uh, be frank, pretty fucking easy compared to all the other heavy stuff we've got going on. So you know what? If I have to follow a robot around and see why it's sparking or whatever, I'm down for it. Then so this gentleman seems... Fine. Uh, you know, I apparently I'll just trust anybody anyway. So what? Who cares? You know, it's it's totally fine. And Cash realizes he's getting very loud, and yeah, and, and just goes back to polishing his glass. Durek Durek also looks at Yardy like this is your decision, my friend. Uh, and because he doesn't know, this is this is the weirdest damn thing. Like he doesn't know what to do with himself. These are all these are these are like tr- these are like talking trees with arms and legs. <laughs> um, and so, all right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Durak looks over at Yard and he goes, "All right, look, buddy, I'm gonna tell you this. I want to kill every single thing in here." Siggy <laughs> looks at Durak. And like raises on Cherry, and she grabs him <laughs> by the bear poncho and says, "Don't you fucking dare!" <laughs> and she just like goes back, like reacts to that. Like shoulder slump, puts his axe back in the fucking sling. <laughs> just like Cause that was Sigs. Like Sigs just got him. He's like, oh, "All right, all right." Ugh. And she she goes back to just fucking touching these things. Uh, Yardy. He he really focuses on Cash's distress, and then he he huddles the other three and he goes, "All right, gang, uh, we're gonna do this. 
not only are we gonna do this, we're gonna fucking do this. So Hold on, who are the other three? The other two. Oh, okay. I'm bad at numbers. S- Siggy, Siggy, and Durek. And and Cherry. And Cherry. The Duh. other three. Oh, okay, cool. And go. Cherry. <laughs> Cherry goes. We think Blah. we forget about Siggy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Moth's there, but she's invisible. <laughs> she's in the huddle suddenly. She's like, hey. But yeah. <laughs> hey. like, I smell sage in books. <laughs> Sm- um, smells like an yeah, urban library in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yardy rallies around the other uh, other people in Team NASCAR and goes, "We need to take this. We're going to do this." And then he stands up straight and he walks over to Tilstray and says, "Oh, good sir, I believe that uh, we are the team you are looking for." I believe so too. And he turns and he looks at Madia and he says, "Madia, they've agreed to it." And Professor Baltana walks over to you and she takes a slip of paper out of a case she's got, out of a scroll case. And this thing is black. This is a black sheet of parchment with gold writing. And she hands it to you and it begins to glow and the you know teleportation glyph on the back forms nearby. And she says, please be careful. Please. And she walks away and Professor Silrun says, she, she says, try not to die. All right. See you later, shit lords. And she gets out of the room until Stray and uh, Isra gesture over to the glyph. And they say, after you guys. Cash grabs. Cash looks at the bar top and sees where he put his two gold coins down originally, and and picks them back up. <laughs> the bartender, like the the warforged that was the bartender, does not move. None of them move. <laughs> I grab it and I hop back over the bar, and uh, I get as close as I can to the the rune, the portal. All right, y'all ready to die? <laughs> Direct steps through. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to go old school and say, are you ready to fucking die today? <laughs> Let's. Yardy, I, I think, is probably the last one through the glyph. He's walking behind Cash. And he just goes, this one's black. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Derek hears wait a second, but it's like way, way, way back in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. Today's GM was David Holman. Players were Kate Huff, Doug Hawley, and Nolan Lacey. Music provided by TabletopAudio.com and Kevin McLeod. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space, by My Instant Lunch. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>